Welcome to episode 220 of the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I'm Aaron Brightman. It's Tuesday, November 21st. Turkey Day is two days away and wanted to finally take some time to discuss the survey that came out last week from Rutgers Athletic Director Pat Hobbs in reference to renovations for Jersey Mike's Arena, aka The Rack, and a lot of ground to cover. So I, I wanted to do it methodically and really try to hit all angles uh, because, you know, it's it's an emotional thing for a lot of fans, including me. Um, it's, uh, I, I think, a necessary thing in certain regards, but also a concern uh, for other reasons. So just a little background. I mean, I've been going to games at the rack since the 80s. Uh, the place is a home away from home for me. You walk in, the the smells, the 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 sounds, the hard floors, the coldness a little bit, you know, the, the weird sight lines, all of it. It just feels natural. It feels like a place I've been going to for 40 years. And it is. And I've been fortunate enough to go at times when there's aren't games to see the team practice for media days. You know, if you, if you watch my interviews from October at media day on my YouTube there is a really loud, weird noise that's just buzzing throughout. And, you know, it was annoying, but at the same time, it was kind of like, all right, you know, this is the rack. This is, it doesn't have to be the cleanest, uh, softest place in the world for it to still feel like home because you're not going there for comfort from a physical sense. You're going there to be around other fans and to celebrate a team that we love. So first off, I just want to commend athletic director, Pat Hobbs for sending the survey. Not many times do, you know, do fans get asked for input in terms of potential renovations. So I think that that is a great sign. And it also, you know, and he, he said in an, in an interview with uh, NJ.com, Brian Fonseca, that, you know, they're using this survey to ultimately determine what the what the scope of the work will be, how it would prioritize, prioritize the work. Ultimately, he said the goal was to be ready for the 2025-2026 season. They don't want to do it during the season where the team will have to play away. So that's a good thing. But, you know, the survey, I think it's clear, right? We're, the consensus seems to be more bathrooms. The open concourse idea, I like. Um, the idea that they'd have to open uh, or expand the outside uh, for a, a walkway. It would be exterior lobby uh, that they probably have to do if they open up the concourse. I think that's a really cool idea. You know, last year, I believe it was last year, last couple of years, they've had that kind of tent in front of the rack where they've had a pregame party tailgate party. I mean, if they could incorporate that with the exterior lobby uh, and have a more permanent structure and have that for, you know, before concerts, before games, I mean, that would be a really cool idea. Um, the club and the sweet seats, that's where I think it's a concern. Um, Hobbs was very clear on they don't want to change the atmosphere. I find that a very hard line to walk if you're going to potentially add suites and club seats and a club area where you kind of stand in a loungy area, 
that's going to be hard to not change the environment and, and the atmosphere. And, and that's my biggest point here is that, yes, there's some necessary physical upgrades. But at the same time, you can't change the fans. And if you make it too comfortable, the edge that the fans generate in that building, that that building elicits out of us, that pulls out of us, that that is that is going to mess with the atmosphere. If you're sitting in your padded seat, right, and not on the edge of some hard plastic with the concrete underneath you and people yelling in your ear, I mean, you don't want to be too comfortable at a game like this. You know, I've been to pro games. I've been as a kid. I mean, I went to the Dean Dome. There's a reason why they call the North Carolina home crowd the wine and cheese crowd. Because they've had suites and boxes and, and padded seats. They've had padded seats in the Dean Dome for 30 plus years. Um, you know, look at look at Cameron Indoor Arena for Duke, Purdue Mackey Arena. You know, there's not there's not club seats, there's not suite seats. Those are two of the, the hardest, arguably the two hardest places to play in the country. Obviously, biasly, I think the rack is up there. I understand you have to generate revenue. It's a hard, it's a hard task. And creating suites, creating club seats, you know, getting thousands of dollars for them. I mean, the survey asked if you're willing to pay 20,000 for it, 10,000. I guess my bigger question is where are these fans coming from? You know, and, and if the idea is that all the regular seats, first of all, you'd be taking away from the, the, seats that are already there right that help create that atmosphere but then you know if you upgrade pricing across the board there is the risk of pricing out real fans and and is there enough of a market for fans that can afford higher price tickets that aren't already going I, does that really exist i don't know again I totally respect and understand that they have to generate revenue. I'm sure they're doing their due diligence. I think another route in terms of a survey is, is to look at what other venues are doing. You know, it talks about upgraded concessions. So that's a great idea. You know, can you generate revenue by getting upgraded brands to come in and pay almost like a fee to just be there? I don't know. I work in the food business. I, I I know that that happens in some places. I don't know if that's possible there. You know, advertising, right? Increasing ad placements, driving revenue that way. That, you know, ads are just a necessary part of any experience now. If we have to sacrifice something in the rack from a fan perspective, put ads everywhere. I don't care. Put them on the floor, you know. Uh, don't take out seats and replace them with executive level club i mean if you could fit it within the integrity of the structure that's not replacing real fan seats and i say real fan and those that have been going there forever and paying money i just would hate to see longtime fans priced out of being able to go to the rack whether their seat was changed or not just because it needs to go up to pay for all this stuff. I hope that they can be as creative as possible in increasing revenue without taking away regular seats, 
without increasing prices too much and improving the overall experience. You know, the concessions, the bathrooms, that, that would improve things. Concessions could drive revenue. I love that, like I said, the lobby idea. You know, if you have more sponsored games, more sponsored uh, events prior to games, I I think the marketing piece is, is a big part of this. It can't just be, you know, the easy fix is to take out seats and put in more expensive ones. But this isn't a pro venue, you know, and I think when you look at renovations, look at look at Fenway Park versus Yankee Stadium, right? I have been to the old Yankee Stadium. I've been to Fenway Park many times. I lived in Boston and I miss the old Yankee Stadium. And they were unable to recreate that in the new Yankee Stadium. And what happens now? That home field advantage is gone. You watch a Yankee game on TV and all those luxury luxury seats with the pads and you know the corporate rights and the seating licenses and all they're empty half the time. It even takes away from the environment watching through the television. Fenway, they didn't redo Fenway. They've upgraded spots. They haven't taken out any of those seats. They haven't padded much. It's 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 very similar to what it was, but they've made some, you know, concessions have been upgraded a lot. Some of the bathrooms were upgraded. Similarly to what I think Rutgers wants to do. And I think maybe studying the Fenway model would be a great idea if they haven't already, which they probably have. But that to me is channeling where this could go. Go the Fenway route. Look at what they did there. Keeping the integrity of the experience. That's still a, a, a real home, home field advantage compared to what the new Yankee Stadium is now. And... You know, they're never going to gut the rack, and that's a, a great thing. And I think that there's many fans that have an emotional tie to that building. And it's almost like if you make it too nice, right, it's it, it's going to feel weird. And I know they want to make it nice, and some of the renderings look beautiful. But saying it's not going to take away from the atmosphere and it actually not taking away from the atmosphere are two different things and it's a hard needle to thread and don't price out the regular fans and don't make the regular fans soft you want that edge and that's not the most comfortable seat that's your knees getting a little tight People walking by, you know, you got to squeeze in. I mean, it's all part of the experience. Packing the rack and having an edge to the environment and a buzz to the environment, part of that is the way the layout is now. And by the way, it wasn't on the survey, but maybe they can create a pavilion or an area for football recruits out of the student section beef up that student section, move the recruits elsewhere. That's a huge part of it too. I don't think they're going to move students. I think, you know, that, that section they're in behind the basket, that makes sense. But upgrade that a little bit. They don't need padded seats, keep the benches, whatever, but just maybe fill it in a little bit. Um, and creating a designated area for recruits would be awesome for football um, because you lose those student seats during games, and it's it 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 is a factor. I think anything you can do to maximize the home court advantage 
while also increasing revenue? Can you can you connect those dots, right? And in addition, things like ads and concessions. But it's I think the most challenging project that Pat Hobbs has yet in terms of the sensitivity to it. Uh, it's going to be you know the timeline if they're going to do it in the off seasons. That's going to be difficult. Um, but I think there's a lot of potential there and I commend him for how he's approaching it so far and the goals that are there in terms of making it, but it's, it's, this is, um, you know, it's funny. Obviously the Jersey is a huge place, right? And, and, and I don't even always identify with everything that's Jersey, but the Jersey vibe in the rack, it's, 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 it's so unique. And it's, it's one of those places in Jersey that just has a vibe that you can't recreate anywhere and you can't lose it. You can't lose it. Cause once you lose it, you never get it back. And, um, you know, the Prudential center is nice, you know, for Seton hall and it's, it's a cool venue and it's, I think it was very well done. And you know what? It's a, it's a professional arena and this doesn't need to be that. And, and, Rutgers is always approached the right way and never trying to, you know, people have pitched the idea of going to downtown New Brunswick. That would be a terrible idea. But making the outside in terms of if there, there are more spots to do more activities, you know, like those pre-gaming things, um, you know, having concerts, there would be a really cool idea. And I get that suites and club seats would be ideal for that. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of new technology. There's a lot of smart architects out there. Maybe, maybe there's something they could do temporarily in the off season, you know, that they almost like can take seats out and create something in the off season or for, for during concerts that is more loungy. I don't know. There's a lot of ideas and all um, technology and innovation out there. That maybe you can do something that you get a little bit of best of both worlds, but you still get that regular seat, screaming fan, slightly uncomfortable. They added AC recently. Maybe they get rid of that buzzing sound. The scoreboard was on fire last year. I mean, that's not to make fun of it. That's, I mean, that's the rack. You never know what's going to happen. And some of the uncomfortableness of it is what makes it so awesome and as a Rutgers fan so comfortable and for the team to play there in that environment so we'll see what happens uh but wanted to address it and we'll we'll follow this story as it develops and you know they're, they're gonna basically get the results in the spring and formulate a plan I think uh they said summertime was the goal to kind of you know establish what the steps the scopes are gonna be um and and yes they have to drive revenue so I I, I think them pitching these ideas are, are a good thing. Um, but I, I'd be very interested to see the results and how many people are going to be willing to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, even if they are able to create these, these spots, you know, and I think that it's college basketball. It's not pro, you know, I, I, and that's part of why I don't even like to go to NBA games because the feeling is so different. It's sterile, you know, it's just hollow. And this is not a hollow experience. This is a soul-pulling place. You know, when you leave the rack after a close, I mean, you're spent, right? You just feel that you, you opened up and, and the place kind of took out what you had to offer. And that's 
that's what that place brings out of you. And it's truly special. And I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Pat Alves has done a tremendous job with all the facility work so far at Rutgers. And I have faith he's going to do it again here. Thanks for listening and watching the Scarlet Faithful Podcast once again.